Hey, it's Coco and Carly, and we are the hosts of Soul Rehab. Each week, we'll inspire you to get back on Blueprint through our experiences and journey living through a higher vibration and consciousness. Because ultimately, we are spiritual beings having human experiences. This is your vibrational experience. I really like this episode. At first, we weren't sure about this episode. And we were doubting ourselves and ego was doing all the things that ego does. But when we finished, I was like, no, this is so good. So good. What downloaded and came out was really talking to you about opening the door of consciousness and what that is and how ego rules us until we realize that ego is even there. And then you start seeing, you know, the inch of light that comes into your room which is your ego, and you really begin to shift and change and begin to do the work. And I think that that's a lot of the season that we're in over here at Consciously Coco is we are activating people's sediments of sand in their soul. We're activating that that door to open, to show you that there is more, to show you that the light is there. So I think this is a great episode, like take it all in, listen to it, and really use the analogies that came out of me to recognize within yourself. Carly and I got a lot of good information and downloads here, even though at the beginning we talk about how we weren't sure. So enjoy this one. And again, please leave us feedback. Please tell us topics, share our episodes, because together we're better. We don't need to walk this alone. And the more people that listen to our podcast, the bigger the community grows, the bigger we have more support for others who are on this journey and who are here to raise the consciousness and be the best versions of themselves in their life. So as usual, follow us at Soul Rehab Podcast on Instagram, Carly Mel, and I'm consciously underscore Coco. Enjoy. Okay, it has been an intense week, hasn't it? It feels kind of heavy. I'm kind of he- like I'm <laughs> I'm kind of heavy. Carly's I'm definitely kind of like not in my usual podcasting headspace. Yeah, she's normally really in a different space, but Mercury retrograde, uh the super full moon and you know, she is living and breathing our previous podcast, like how to stay high vibe in a dirty mm-hmm. world. You know, we were just talking about it and we just did a channel and we were laughing because everything that comes through for us, we're like, really, really? Well, today was the first time that like, after like hearing the channel, I'm like, really? Like, I feel like we've literally, that's what we talk about all the time. Yes. So here's a learning lesson for both of us is we, this is our lifestyle. This is, we live and breathe this. We're committed to integrating to our higher self. And sometimes we forget that all of you and people that come to our events and everything, this is, this is new for you, right? Mm -hmm. You're learning, you're growing. You are where say we were years ago. Mm -hmm. And I, nothing, none of the knowledge that we are like learning right now is like astronomical to us because we live it. Right. So we get new information and we're like, okay, great. And we just like move along. Whereas like in early on in our journey, everything blew us, blew our minds. Yeah. Right. So we have to really remind ourselves that sometimes, um, we need to just 
say it multiple times or have multiple episodes or rework it the way that the guides say, because all of you are learning and all of you are leveling up and all of you are in your ascension. So today what came through really strongly is how we always talk about doing the work and how people think they're doing the work Mm -hmm. and they aren't. Or they're doing the work and yet claim to be an expert of the work. Yeah, so, so this falls under various categories. Yeah, like it's, it's called spiritual bypassing, you know, coping mechanisms. You know, we had a really lovely girl at Nights with Coco here this past weekend. Hey, oh, and she mm-hmm. said something really good where she said, She's an OG. She'd been following me in my previous life, and then she started following um, me in September when I launched Consciously Coco. And she's like, I've been following you from the beginning. And how did she word it? She said, I thought that I was ready to do the work. Yeah. But she's like, hard reality, just recently I was ready. Yeah. And she discovered that by literally just like thinking she was doing the work, I guess. And then you get to a point where you realize, oh my gosh, I actually haven't been doing the work. I've been preparing myself to do the work. Yeah. Because no judgments, but... Most people, they will share the memes, like we've said, they'll share the quotes, they will think they're doing the work. And oh my God, you guys, I was that person. I feel like on some days, it's like we still are, right? Like even today with us coming on here being like, nothing blows us away anymore. But it's like, we also need to think back and, and like we're there too. Like we're still doing the work. Like we're not experts in this. No. So there's still stuff that, you know, in the future could still blow us away. Yes. And we we're, we are aware of that. And we work in quantum, like especially me, I'm in quantum all the time. Before Carly came over today, I was in a, doing a quantum meditation that like the guides in the committee just put me in where I integrated my energy outside of time. And I do all this like next level stuff and I'm no better or worse than anyone. But when when on our journey and and Carly working with me being a little living portal, you just get so used to kind of that higher knowledge and level. So we, I think that this is us doing the work and realizing that we need to also, we're here to be the mentors. We're here to give information. We're here to help. So just because it is common knowledge to us doesn't necessarily mean that it's common knowledge to everybody else. And I know that when I was in the beginning of my journey, when I didn't know what the ego existed, when I had awakened, I didn't know the ego existed. I didn't know God. I didn't know inner child. I didn't know core wounds. You guys, I just knew what 5D was like a year ago. So there's so much about about it that I didn't know. I just awakened to the fact that I was a living portal and I had no idea what anything was. So just saying this now, it's like, okay, if I would have had our podcast, everything I would have listened to, I would have been like, wow, 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 wow. Yeah. Right. Well, and I was even just saying today, I did a post on my Instagram just saying how through this Mercury retrograde, because it's a time of reflection, I really reflect on the fact that I need to have more compassion for people that aren't in my space, because what's really struggling for, or what's struggle for me is, you know, I have been doing the work and I'm at this point of being in a certain sense that like, I just don't understand why no one else wouldn't want to be like that. Yeah. And so then I get very frustrated when I see myself as helping someone and providing them with all this information that no one really helped me besides Coco with. Um, and they're not doing anything with it. And I get really frustrated and then I just like walk away and I'm like, Oh, you know, fine. That's it. Yeah. And that's the journey for all of us because 
it is, it is so hard, you guys. And moving into this decade is you're going to see that gap that yeah. I talk about, that Carly talks about quite a bit, where it's like we are awakening, we're on the journey, we're, tr- we're turning our vibration around, we're doing all the things, we're healing, and it's messy. But when you get to that point where you start to realize why you've been doing the work, like yesterday, I, would, I, I, I had this account that um, I would call like my shadow self account that I have created. And I talked about it before since the day I blew up my old life so that when my book comes out and everything, it's going to be kind of the complimentary thing to the book so people can see the journey. And I reflected on it yesterday and I said, wow, today, yesterday for me was the best energy day of 2020. But I was well aware that for a large portion of the population, the energy is really, really hard right now. And in that moment, I reflected and I said, I often wondered when I was laying on the floor, I couldn't get out of bed and I was bawling and I was all the things as I purged out, I was on an 18 month dark night of the soul. And I thought, this is fucked. Like who would ever go through this? Who would ever experience this? But I had that knowing inside of me that, that there was something more. I was going to move into flow. And yesterday was the first time that I kind of saw that little glimpse of that energy. And I was like, sign me up. Mm This is what all that work and continued work is for. Because if I could have, you know, when you have your really, really good days and you've had a few this year already, you're like, if this is what my life could be 98% of the time, Mm -hmm. all of that pain and work is worth it. Mm -hmm. And what people don't understand, and we've been saying this a lot to people we've been doing sessions with, is six months even of hardcore work puts you ahead like five, 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Well, cause it's like also one of those things when you're in it, you're like, this is never going to end. But then you reflect back and you're like, oh my God, it's been four weeks. Or, yeah. oh my God, it's been six months. Well, Scott always says to me, the time's going to pass anyways. Yeah. So you might as well like dig deep and do that. But here's the thing. Nobody wants to freaking sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to sacrifice because we live in such a now, 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 now world. Everybody wants what they want right now. And it's like, I have a, I have a guy that I'm mentoring right now and he's going through a breakup and he's really purging and he's going through all this stuff. And I keep saying to him, like, I promise you in two years, your life is going to be so flipped around if you do this work. And he's having a hard time believing it and seeing it. And I looked at him and I'm like, everybody wants that great aligned life, but nobody wants to do the work. Mm-hmm. But mark my words, when you see Carly's putting out a picture tomorrow of her before and after, and when you see my transformation, everybody's going to say, how? Yeah. How'd you do it? Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you, I didn't leave my house for 10 months last year. And but also, like, when you're in that, were you thinking, oh, my God, this is going to be 10 months? No, you're just in no. it. You're present. You're just doing it. And then you come out of it, and you're like, wow, I'm so glad I did. Like, I, th- I feel like people get so hung up on the timelines attached to things that, like, like, it's like when you book a trip, right? You book a trip, and you're like, oh, my gosh, okay, my trip is in four months. And all of a sudden, my trip's in two months. And all of a sudden, your trip is there, and you're back from your trip already. And you're like, where did that time and go? You never, and are you really present on your trip? Right. Because the whole entire time, you're living in the future of your trip. So it's, it's, time doesn't mean anything. So when people get caught up in, oh my god, two years of me being single, 
honestly, if you even just like dedicate six months to yourself, it might not even be two years. Like don't get caught up on that time. Exactly. And it's wild because it's like, I'm sitting here and I tell this to everybody. You guys, you've heard it. My self-worth wound was absolutely insane. Like it was so insane that there was no way last year, January, February, March, any time last year that I would have ever thought it would have been under control. Like Mm -hmm. no way. It seemed impossible to me. Mm -hmm. And now sitting where I am today, just by doing that dedicated work, I'm like, wow. But the time went anyways. I just posted a before and after picture on my other account that I just spoke about of my before and after of my body. And it's like insane. Mm -hmm. I'm down four sizes, like all this stuff. My skin is clear. I used to have horrible acne, like all these things because I sacrificed. Mm -hmm. I remember in June, I wanted to go to my flea market sale in the States. And, you know, I was in the middle of my healing. And Scott said to me, he's like, you have a lifetime to go to that sale. Like let's sacrifice and continue healing. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like so pumped that I did that because now I'm going to go to that sale this year, like a completely different person with completely different eyes, completely different intent, all the things. Yeah. But our ego thinks it knows the way. And I did this amazing course yesterday on consciousness on a scientific level and there's levels. And so when you live in fear, you're on like a hundred, a level 100. And this is tested in scientific knowledge by Dr. Hawkins. You know, he was one of the first people and it's a muscle test. Mm. And it's so interesting because as you move up into like joy and freedom and stuff, you move into the 500 level and that's where we always want to live and get to. Mm -hmm. But when you're in that 100 uh, frequency, you live from ego. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when you're living from ego, he had said something yesterday that resonated so good for me. And it's like, imagine when you live a life from ego, which is the majority of the world right now, you are in your bedroom and it's dark out and you can't see your teddy bear. You can't see your bed. You can't see anything. And it's just content that your ego puts in there and tells you, like, I think my teddy bear is over there. I think that's over there. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? It's It's telling you what's there, but you can't see it. You can't see it. And you, you agree with it and, and trust it a hundred percent. Yes. Because the ego is filling your life with content. Yeah. And part of the journey is then all of a sudden that door to that room opens up and you get a centimeter of light and you're like, Oh my God, there's my teddy bear. Or I didn't even know there was a door there. (laughs) There's my bed. And you all of a sudden have that light shining on the things that you were told. Now think about that for a moment. That's a wild concept. Mm -hmm. So that's the whole journey. This is how this whole journey begins is your door opens up that crack. Well, because now you're actually seeing the things for what they are versus what you've been told by your ego. Exactly. So the journey now is to open up that door wide open and continue up the elevator that takes you to the different frequencies and doing the work. But what happens is so many people get stuck in between the ego and the door being open the crack and they stay in that spot forever. And there's a label for that and it's called spiritual activism. And when you are in spiritual activism, that's where you still live from ego, but you use the spiritual language language, to help you bypass the things you don't want to look at. Well, and to give you 
a reason for what's happening. Exactly. But because it's coming from a spiritual place, it's not ego. Yes. That's what your ego is telling you. Exactly. <laughs> so that's where a lot of people are sitting right now and no judgment, but it is a place that some people sit their whole entire life. Yeah. Is because they then feel like they are doing the work. Right. Because they understand the lingo. They understand that, you know, the light has come in and they're seeing things differently but there's a whole other scale. Mm-hmm. So you might be sitting at scale 200, but you need to get to five to 600, which is bliss and peace. Mm-hmm. So yesterday I realized that when I'm channeling and I'm in living portal, I'm at 600 and above. Mm-hmm. So what's happening is so many people and we see it all the time is they will feel, they will get that door opened mm-hmm. and they're like, Oh my God. Like they'll hear from their guides, they'll, they'll experience all this stuff. And then their mind starts to tell them how, how things should go. Right. Right. Because they see that as a supplement to what they currently have. So they see it as like, this is my life. And now that I know this stuff, it will just enhance what I already have. But what they don't understand is that now that you have this knowledge, it actually means that you need to change I don't want to say everything, but a lot of stuff. Yeah. So it's my whole analogy that I say on the whole journey of dismantling the ego to get to that place of flow, to get to that place of higher self, to get to that place of like true alignment, you've got to clean the freaking house. Mm -hmm. And your house is so full of that programming of all that stuff that ego has been telling you, put that vase there. This is where that is. That is where you have to literally almost burn the bitch down. You know what just came to me? It's like, so you have your house and you're a hoarder yeah. and you learn that you need a vacuum. So you get a vacuum, yes. but if you never use the vacuum, <laughs> exactly, Carly, it doesn't matter. Exactly. So you're still like, there's my Hoover and it can clean up a, a room in less than a minute. Okay, great. You know, the language, you have the tools, but are you turning it off? hundred percent. That's exactly it. So then you're in the corner and you're still being told by ego. Well, I kind of like that plant over there. And at least you have the vacuum, you yeah. know about the vacuum, yeah. you can plug it in, but you don't have to. Exactly. And then you stare at the plant. Yeah. You, you, and, and the you, dust collecting yes. on the plant. <laughs> and it's really, really hard to get past that next step because X, Y, Z, double, triple B, you know what I mean? And a lot of language that a lot of people have, and I know right away when people are living in ego, because they will, the way that they speak is, well, one, they want Miss Cleo. Right. And they also use the language to justify their situation, yes. not solve it. That's yes. the also that's yes. that's also the difference is they will use the spiritual language to justify what's going on, but not actually use it as the solution and to change it. Yes. So like an example will be, Well, my guide said. Right. Right? Okay. Well, your guide said, but are you living from ego with what your guide said? Yeah. Right. And we've gone through that in our journey so many times, especially with what we're manifesting out. I, I mean, Carly even said it to me last month when we went through one of the manifestations and the guide said to her, it is now. And then I was like, they said now. Yes. And then she's like, she's like, they're never allowed to say now Now again, ever again. Right. But because we know our work and I was like, yeah, but Carly, it's quantum. Like you have no idea what now means. Like now could literally mean a decade. Yeah. And now could have meant that. Yeah, it did. It did activate, but it, 
that's a whole other topic, (laughs) but it just goes to show you how even in our world, but we're so aware of it now that we reflect and we, and we turn it because we don't get stuck on that little open door. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so many people will come and say, have an experience with me or any other mentors and stuff. And they will see the little bit of that crack in that door. They will feel good for a little bit. And then it's like, okay, I don't need, I don't need this anymore. Mm -hmm. And even in our work, like Carly has, has sessions, but they're, they're not as close together as they used to be. And even back when you were in the the height of it for the two years, you, you really did the work in between. Like you would, it was never like like a weekly thing. It wasn't like she would come and be like, okay, this is the layer we're on. And then three months later, she would do another, this is the layer on. And three months later we would do another. And I recommend that for everybody that's doing the work because why not use the tool that's in front of you, AKA me to help you heal Mm -hmm. And really get to the root of things, process it, and then move forward. Because, yes, you're not always going to have to have, like, massive amounts of sessions because you're going to start unearthing the sand that's dimming your light, too. And then you're going to be able to access. You're going to be able to trust more. You're just using someone as me as the tool until you get to that point. Right. Yeah. But so many people think that, like, they get to that point right off the hop. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Yeah. Well, and I'm at the point now, too, where I really do try to dig in, and then I'll come to you for validation. Yes. Like, I'll be like, this is what came to me, yes. and I feel like I'm on the right track, and you'll say, yep, and that's, like, literally, or no, and that's Yeah, that's or, I, I, like, I'm the type of mentor that, like, I don't tell you the answers. I ask you the questions. Yeah, and then you make it, you make us reflect on it to then come to the conclusion ourselves. Yes, and I'll, because I'll always be able to access and know, but I ask you the questions so that you can do it. And I've just been seeing so much of it lately, and maybe that's why the guides brought it, but it's so much of people living in their heads, mm-hmm. you know, living in they're, your... They, they see the light, but they're still they're still seeing the teddy bear as the image that they were told by their ego, even though yes. it's being illuminated as something different. Yes. And they're wanting to very much think that they have control still mm-hmm. and that they know what's best and their bodies are talking. Mm-hmm. So many people are having these physical ailments and these things going around and around and around, but yet they're still listening to their mind. And it's like, I have no judgment. Like I get this world. I get, I didn't know any of it. Like, like if you've heard my journey and you've been to nights with Coco, of course, like I didn't get any of it, but like, I like how people, it's so interesting. Cause this is all ego. They will come, but then when it doesn't work in their favor or they're not doing pro- fully the work, they'll be like, Oh, well, you know, some of my reading was good yeah. or not all of it because the mind wants to make sense of what is uncomfortable Mm-hmm. And the mind wants to make sense of what it can understand. So then it starts to create a narrative and pulls you away or pulls you back. And also what's also very interesting for us is the mind loves external validation. Mm-hmm. So it's like when, you know, you did a post last week and I donated a whole bunch of clothing to her sale that she's having for charity next week. And you did a post and said, you know, that I used to own one of the largest uh, fashion companies in Canada or whatever. And then all of a sudden these followers come. All these followers. Yeah. Cause because it was like now in a 3D concept, yeah. you were validated as someone of worth, which is crazy. Crazy. And when my book comes out, I will be validated as somebody of yeah. worth because it's yeah. like, Oh, she has a book. 
Yeah. Right? And so the ego can then put value in what somebody like me does because, well, she must not be this or that if she has a book. Yeah. You know, or what? She used to be in fashion. Well, then she must be, you know, must be legit. Right. You know? And so our ego wants to create all these narratives about all the things that it can't see because it doesn't want you to heal. It doesn't want you to rise. Well, because then there's no need for it. It's literally the death of the ego is ascension in consciousness. Yeah. And you can be friends with your ego for the rest of your life because it's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. But that's the whole journey. And ego is just so, so wild. And it wants to tell you all the stories and keep you in this loop over and over and over and over again. Well, and it's so funny because the whole thing that ego will always preach to you is fear. And that's just what it is. It is in fear. Yeah. It is in fear that you won't need it. And so it's telling you all the things to keep you in fear. Yeah. And so I feel like it's like really important to highlight this. And I wrote on my Instagram today and it was like, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. And there's so many tools and things to help you on your journey, you know, figure out what your core wounds are, figure out your inner child, you know, start the reprogramming of your, um, of your ego, right? Mm-hmm. Like start that dismantle and you will be supported. But so many people, honestly, they live in that, that level. Mm-hmm. They have that crack and they really get the language. And actually a girl that I mentor, um, remotely did a post on her Instagram today and I was so proud of her. And she was like calling herself out for using the language, like light and love, like positivity, that's spiritual bypassing. Mm -hmm. You're telling people to stay behind the language, like, Oh, always be positive. Like all those quotes, all that stuff. Yeah. But you're not actually doing the like doing the work right yeah well it's it's almost like band-aids for the moment right but like yeah band-aids always fall off and then you still have your wound yeah and i think you wrote about that yeah and only does it heal when it actually is like open to the air and like 100 percent. and so a lot of things that are happening as well is the coping mechanisms Mm -hmm. so there's like really really strong coping mechanisms that are going on right now and will continue and you know that could Here's the thing, your inner child and like who you are as a young child still has that fun in you. You still have that fun in you, right? So it's like you still want to go do the fun things, but it's like, why are you cracking out for 10 hours on Netflix? Like, what are you avoiding? Mm -hmm. Moving to that conscious place, that conscious level gets you higher up in that vibration scale, you know, versus just staying in that, that crack. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And it's, it's so hard because everybody wants to do all the things. There's so many distractions right now. So many mm-hmm. to keep you from doing the work. Yeah. Honestly. Well, you, you said it really, you said it best. I think it was like a few nights ago where the world is getting so hairy because we always talk about this, the balance. That just means that there's more people that are being enlightened and that are awakening because there needs to be that balance. So if Mm -hmm. it gets really hairy, it also means there's a lot of people on the opposite side of that spectrum, which is positive. Yeah. It's the teeter-totter that's happening right now. Right. And so you have to just really like notice and pull yourself out. Like, like Carly says, it's so hard for us because we're doing the work. We know what it feels like. We're learning every single day. We're being the mentors. We're hosting the events. You know, this is our life. 
So it's really, really, really hard, especially as two empaths, to watch other people just sit in their shit. Literally. I said that to my stepdaughter last week. Yeah. I said, you are going to sit in your goddamn shit until one day you wake up and realize how bad you think. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like in our work is like, how do we deliver that message in like a compact, well, my work yeah. is in a compassionate way because I just, I just believe so strongly and have just seen so many results in just myself by doing the work that I just like cannot fathom why someone wouldn't want to do it. And yeah. it's so hard for me to like pull myself back. And like you always say, like if they're sleepy, just tuck them in. And I'm like, but everyone should just come for a sleepover where we don't sleep because it's just way more fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's wild. And yeah, I just, I think that this is such a good episode for the fact that it's like really bringing awareness to like our journey too, and how we, how we view things and, you know, really, really surrendering to that compassion, which I said to Carly earlier, I've really developed such a strong sense of compassion because I've, I've walked through a lot. I've transformed my life and I've experienced a lot of different types of people and stuff in my life. Um, so I'm in channels lots too. So yeah. I see and experience everything on, on a scale that like, I don't have words to comprehend. Well, we even just said earlier, like you literally see people as like their highest, highest. essence. Mm-hmm. So you would, it would be, sorry, it would be easier to have then compassion for them because you're like, I, I know like you at your essence, this is not you. Yes. And like, and for someone like who's still working on that, I will often have a knee-jerk reaction of seeing the person for who they are in front of me. Yes, and and that's a, that's the yeah. difference between me and Carly right now. And she's, you know, as she does work, she'll get there. Is I that's where my biggest struggle, where I get triggered the most, mm-hmm. is I don't have lack of compassion. I notice I get triggered because I'm like, if you would only just listen to me. Like yesterday, yeah. I was mentoring somebody, and I looked at him and I said to him, "If I had a million dollars." to bet you right now, I would, because if you listen to me and stay on blueprint and do this work and face these things that are so excruciating and stop listening to your ego, I promise you two years from now, you'll be clinking glasses with me in Europe Mm -hmm. and you'll be like, I'm so grateful for the journey. And when you get to that place, it's wild because I I would say we're both there Mm -hmm. where it's like, the guides used to say to me last year, I remember sitting in the tub all the time and it was a running joke with like this one girlfriend would FaceTime me and she's like, you're in the tub like all day. I'm like, yeah, like <laughs> six times a day is how I coped last year and like really did my work in the tub. And then when the pool opened, I'd sit in the pool and I was just like in water all the time. And my guides would say to me over and over and over and Carly and Scott have heard this line so much, but they always say there will be a moment in time and I have experienced this time in quantum where you are standing on the cobblestone streets and you will say, I will do it all over the exact same way if it got me to today. Mm-hmm. And I can feel the energy. I know what I'm wearing. I know what I'm feeling. And I'm like, you know, I was as light, so much lighter that like in that moment than I was last year. And yesterday I wrote about it again on that account. And I was like, I would do this all over again, mm-hmm. the exact same way blowing up my life, the pain, oh God, the pain, Yeah. you know, two years of crying every single day, that 18th month, dark night of the soul, you know, awakening the way that I did, you know, all of that grief, everything, you know, that it's been four and a half years to get to where I am now. I would do every single thing over because I have so much compassion and gratitude for the lessons, the strength and everything that it brought me. Mm-hmm. And just that dismantling of the ego, 
you know, realizing that the external means shit. Yeah. And we were just having a conversation about that Mm -hmm. because that's probably one of the biggest things that like we get dumped on with is, but, 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 but. I need to have this company make this and this and this. and I, I Or I'm done. That's yes. what we hear a lot is like, I, we I'm need done. this or I'm done. I'm it's done. like, no, you're not. You're, that, you're not. No. I always say I'm living my worst case scenario, people. And like, you're loving what? life. <laughs> like what? But what's really interesting is when you're run by ego, your worst case scenario is actually now what you were always striving to achieve. Think about that. Your worst case scenario when you were run by ego is that you wouldn't have a job, that you'd be at home doing nothing. And now, granted, you do have a job. You aren't just sitting home doing nothing, but you stay at home. You're not in the public eye. You don't go out much and you are loving your life. That was your worst case scenario. And now you're like, I wouldn't change it for the world. And my worst case scenario was run by ego because it was all about like money. Oh, I won't have food. Like I remember like crying hysterically one day because I was living from ego being like, I'm not going to have deodorant. And Scott was like, you're so crazy. And you will have I went like the full dismantle of my ego was so nuts, you guys. Like it was so nuts. Like I can't even explain. And and I see it in so many people I mentor now, and they're just so hung up on the external. Mm-hmm. Like so hung up on the external. And we just talked about this, how I went to the mall on the weekend just to like peruse and look around. And I said to Carly, I used to buy clothes like it was ridiculous like I would I I had so many clothes I had such a shopping addiction I was in fashion and it was all to fill my hole yeah it was all to fill my hole and now it's like my closet like anybody who knew me then and saw my life now would be like okay (laughs) because it's like now I buy clothes as an expression of the inner think about that for a moment I used to do it to fill a hole but now I buy it because I'm on my outside is, is a canvas mm-hmm. and the inside, my soul is my paintbrush. Mm-hmm. And I now use the clothing to decorate my soul. Mm-hmm. Whereas before it was, I used it to cover up my soul mm-hmm. because I was looking to fill that hole, to fill that wounds. Cause I thought the external was going to make it so much better. Yeah. And everybody is so stuck and wrapped up on that egoic mindset, that egoic mind of I need this car and this job. And they live at that 100 scale. Mm -hmm. Like I think actually on Sunday, I'm going to post that scale on my Instagram so you guys can understand what I'm talking about so you can see because it's wild how much we dim ourselves and sit there and everybody is so scared. But The point of doing this work is because you enter that scale of freedom Mm -hmm. and of joy. And when you are free, nothing controls you. It just doesn't. Yeah. Right. And that, I guess, is what we're seeing a lot of right now. And what a lot of people aren't understanding is it is so wonderful that you're coming to our events, that you're listening to this podcast and doing all that stuff. But take the next steps, Mm -hmm. you know, really start doing the work because You deserve it. It's your birthright to feel this joy, to feel this freedom. And there are so many distractions and so many excuses of why you can't. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have time to listen to the podcast is a thing I've heard before. Yeah. And I've told so many people. And obviously, everybody, you start, you you listen exactly when you need to. You start coming to events exactly where you need to. But you will sit in that pain until you are ready to learn through the pain. Yeah. But we're here to tell people, try and learn through the love mm-hmm. versus the point of getting to the pain. Because yeah. I think you and I both chose the pain in our journey. Yeah, it's like get addicted to the good stuff instead of like wallowing in. Yes, and it's like priorities. Like everybody yeah. has no pro. Like you know, you need to rework your priorities in your life too. Like my priorities, and I would say even yours now. Like it's like it's 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 this. It's health. It's our eating. Like it's very small amount. Like a handful of priorities, and everything kind of revolves around that. And all of those priorities then trickle down to a hell yes or a hell no. Well, a really good way to see what your priorities are is look at what you're spending your money on. Yes. Because I've realized since, especially since I like quit my job, like I don't spend money on anything unless it's food, my rent. Mm-hmm. I would say food, food and rent. Yeah. At a vehicle to get around. Mm-hmm. Like I, but before when I had all this income coming in, I would just buy stuff just to buy it because I could. Yeah. And so now it's like, what are my priorities? Because that's what I'm going to spend my money on. Yeah. And because you're building a new foundation, a new house. Yeah. Right. And ego could tell you all the stories and still does. But yeah, we're the exact same way. It's like once a month we will go out for sushi. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm getting my hair done this Saturday and that's mm-hmm. been three months booked because that was a priority to build up towards that. Yeah. But everything else, because it doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm not, here's the thing. When you're healed and you're been doing the work, you don't need to go out and you don't want to go out because you're not searching for anything. Yeah. Like, think about that. Because everything you need is Everything within. you need. So all of that extra stuff just complements your life. Mm-hmm. It's not a need. Like, I don't feel sad or anything that it's like, oh, I'm not eating all the time or, oh, I'm not shopping all the time. Yeah. I actually look forward to the things that I do purchase and the things that I am going to purchase because it's coming from such a different intent because we're moving up that elevator of ascension versus sitting there in that egoic place. Yeah. And you catch yourself so much faster too, because you're not like, oh, um, you know, I need that bag because somebody will look at me and validate me. Well, that's the thing. It's not saying that those thoughts don't enter, but as soon as they enter, they leave just as quick. Yeah. Whereas before it would then run the whole situation. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, we're not, we're not trying to be preachy and telling people to do the work or anything like that, but we're just saying, notice if you're not, why you're not. Mm -hmm. I think that that's what this whole episode encompasses is if you're not doing the work or you think you're doing the work, I posted yesterday on Instagram. Here's how you know if you're doing the work or not doing the work. And it's like if, and I said this a couple episodes back, in the last six months, in the last week or the last year, how many choices have you made out of fear? Mm-hmm. And again, we're in a new week, Carly. How many choices have you made out of fear? None. Like literally. No, like literally none. I, 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 I think about it every day now. None. Like, I, like I'm literally going through my, like my Sunday and my Monday because today is a Tuesday. Like not none. And that's like, and I've asked probably four other people that I work with right now. And all of them said everything. Yeah. Everything I do is out of fear. Cause that's, that's the more that's, common answer. Yes. And that's, and, and that's no, what we're trying to say. And that's what we're trying to say. <laughs> and there's no judgment, but that means that either you're still living from ego or you, you're just beginning to do the work. 
Um, but that's, that's your marker. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that like the decisions that we made that our gut instinct was to not make it out of fear, like those still pop in, but our final answer is not out of fear. Yes. Because we're conscious now. The, the point is, is to do the work to get to the point where every decision you make, you're, con- you live a conscious life. Mm-hmm. You're conscious enough to know why you're making this decision. It's yeah. absolutely wild. Like it's right down to like the food you eat. Yeah. Like I will put a cookie in my mouth and be like, and notice the feeling of why I put the cookie in the mouth. Or if I didn't, I will know five minutes later. Cause I'm yeah. that conscious to it now. Yeah. Whereas before I was like snoozing, you know, and I had every reason, every distraction as to why I justified it. Well, I've had a hard day. I'm tired. Yeah. I'm going to go get pizza. You know, oh, I've, I've, I've had a hard day or you can justify a million things um, as to why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. So if you are wondering if you're doing the work, that is a meter for you. So the two meters for you that I would say right now to understand where you are kind of on the scale is what I just said. How many decisions have you been making out of fear? Okay. And when you make decisions out of fear, you will know because a lot of it is money based. Mm -hmm. A lot of it is opinion based. Mm -hmm. Like that's what it is. All the things that are fear, that's what your decisions are made out of. So a lot of people that like I work with, I know they're making a lot of decisions because they're because of um, financial for sure Mm -hmm. and opinions, but that's your meter. So how many decisions are you making out of fear? The second ones is, is how many things have you made a hell yes or a hell no? So like notice that, like how many times does somebody text you and say, Hey, do you want to go for supper? And you really don't. And you say yes. And then you sit in that knowing that you have to make an excuse three days, three days later. That's the worst. You're dimming your light. You're dimming your light. You're living from ego Mm -hmm. and you're not getting past that, that door opening. You're not doing the work. Right. Yeah. And those are your meters to really show how you're moving up in the elevator. And you really need to realize that there's so many distractions and there's so many things. And the only person, and I will repeat this again, the only person that can heal you is yourself. Mm-hmm. There are so many tools and there are so many people and it's going to get really, really saturated and everybody's going to be able to tell you all the things and all that. But the number one way to know this is listen to your body people. Mm-hmm. So I always say this at the end of nights of Coco, this is going to get a saturated and so many people are going to come into the spiritual realm. Trust your body. If I and Carly are someone who resonates, if I'm specifically somebody who resonates, then great. Your body will know, but stop listening to what everybody else is saying and trust that vibration inside of you, mm-hmm. you know, and begin to do the work. You guys, I was the queen of this. I thought I was doing the work for so long. Like I, I did like, I remember when we first moved out to BC and shit was so hard and it was so rocky and our companies were exploding and we were experiencing so much success, but on the back end, it was a hot mess. And I was, that's when I started crying and everything was just out of control and my self-worth wound. And my mentors at the time had told me like that I needed to do healing every single week and I wasn't doing the work and I was angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was angry towards them. And I'm like, what do you mean I'm not doing the work? I'm in the meditation every single night. I'm doing all this. I'm like, what more do you want from that's, me? And that's what I said. Yeah. And that's what I said. I got like bitchy. Yeah. Because I was using the spiritual tools, mm-hmm. but I wasn't facing my shadow self. I wasn't 
aware of my ego. I wasn't looking at my inner child. I wasn't aware of my core wounds. Yeah, it's almost and, like when you get defensive too over things, it's another really good indicator of like where you're yeah, at. Yeah, and I mean, Carly was very much like that in her journey yeah. too. So many times she was defensive and she yeah. would and she would come back at me. But then I would call her out on it or her guides would call her out on her and then she would move up the escalator. Yeah. And I mean, even last summer, she... Wasn't it, didn't you get super sick? And then that's, because September was when you really flipped. September I flipped in October. I was sick for 20, 21 days. Yeah, and there was like, the guides had said to you that like, they had to speed you up because yeah. you were doing the work, well, but they really was, explained well, that situation What for it was is when I quit my job, I was told that I should take literally like two weeks or 10 days and do nothing. Yeah. So she quit her job end of August and the guides had told you that probably middle of August, beginning yeah. of August. Yeah. yeah. But instead I booked myself completely up for the month of September with work yeah. and I didn't take any days off. It was literally like quit September job and for, went into Yeah. Like life. September 28th was my last day. That, that was August Friday. 28th, oh, yeah. sorry. August 20th was my last day. And then that, that Sunday I was actually working already. And yeah. so they literally like shot me down. <laughs> yeah. And literally then she got super sick. She got cleared out. And I would say like, and I went off social media. I went off email for about 10 days straight. Didn't yeah. even touch it. Yeah. And her mat, she massively came out an entirely new person because it was like, and I remember thinking to myself like, Oh my goodness. Like Carly needs to have a full flip. Because yeah. you still weren't talking about this side of your life. You were very much like, you know, one toe in, one toe out. Talk about it. She wouldn't talk about it pu- publicly, Well, it, it was... I wanted it to enhance my current position. Like, yeah, I yeah, wanted... Yeah, yeah. I just wanted all of this knowledge just to enhance what I already had and take away the bad pieces but keep the good. Exactly. And it was like, that's not really how it works. Yeah. And then once you embrace that and kind of just... And if, if you follow her on Instagram now, like, you should read her captions on our pictures her downloads and channels are just they're getting better and better by the day and that's a new development too where yeah. it's like I need to really embrace who I am and you can say like I'm doing the work but then you get so stuck on that crutch yeah of I'm doing the work I'm doing the work what more do you want from me yes and but then it's you gotta up level you gotta own yeah. your authenticness you gotta do this and I know lots of people get stuck and like we've had this conversation too Carly started with tarot cards back in the day. Mm-hmm. And honestly, those are an outdated tool. Mm-hmm. Like all that, those kind of structures, like Reiki and all that, they're going to start falling apart. They just mm-hmm. are in this new energy and this new way of living. It just isn't going to align. We're, we're, we're destined for more. Mm-hmm. Like this, the work that I do, you're going to see more and more and more people awaken like me because we have everything inside of us. It's kind of like I heard the other day, like why hasn't that, why haven't humans regrown their own limbs? Mm-hmm. Because we haven't remembered that we can, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, Carly was using tarot and stuff, and that was her gateway. And a lot of people use that years ago and even now, but we're destined for so much more because then you just sit on that crutch of that tarot. Yeah. And you kind of never... Or, it, or if like the... the What would happen with me is I would pull a card and I'd read the description and then it wouldn't really resonate with me. And I'd be like... Oh, moving on. Or if it was negative, oh, it doesn't matter. She's exactly. A card anyway. Exactly. And you don't, exactly. Right? And I never used tarot. I used yeah. it for a hot minute um, a couple years ago or a year ago because I felt like I was like missing out on something. Yeah. And then I got reprimanded by my guides being like, um, you are the card. Like, yeah. what are you doing? And I was like, yeah, okay. Because yeah, ego then would be like trying to fit you into this little write-up. Yeah. 
right? When really it might just be like one word out of that entire write-up is what you needed to hear, but you get so caught up on the rest of the write-up that you don't even get the message you needed. Yeah. And we're so connected. Gosh, you guys, we're so connected when you remove the sand. And Carly is a prime example of that. Like, I mean, obviously I am too, but she's somebody I've been working with for two years and like she can channel now. And she's working on that layer right now because Scott always bugs her like, channel me a letter, do all this. And she'll have the excuses. Well, I'm doing my sale. I'm really tired. I'm really busy. I'm not. But that's doing the work. But that's also her dimming her. That's ego. Mm -hmm. Really, it's ego. It's ego controlling her right now because she can access it. She can do it. She can see density, not to the level I can, not to the level that like I can download it all. But she can see, she can start to see density right? Moving, but you're working on it. And, you know, I notice with her and we're, and no judgment with her, anybody where, where ego does get in the way. Mm -hmm. And you'll be like, Oh, I was watching, but then all of a sudden I lost it because that's because ego got in her way. Yeah. So her work is dismantling that and moving up the pyramid and everybody has a different journey. And yeah. So just look at your life and realize like, where are you on this scale? Go look at soul podcasts, stories today go look at my account consciously underscore coco and i will post the scale that i'm speaking about in this whole podcast to really help you look at like where you are are you living in ego Mm -hmm. and no judgment if you are because chances are you are and you're gonna yeah because if you're not then you wouldn't be listening to this right now because you'd be yeah beyond (laughs) and the whole journey is to get to the higher the higher points, you know, to get to that joy, abundance and freedom and really just look at yourself and ask yourself, like, are you doing the work or are you sitting behind the egoic labels? Mm -hmm. Right. That's how we would word it. Correct. Yep. Yep. Because everybody thinks they're doing the work or they've had the door cracked open, you know, or you've got a guide letter and you heard from your guides once, but ask yourself, are you actually making the changes in a lifestyle, like, are you integrating the energy or do you just have one foot in and you dabble in it when it's like, makes you feel good or you need it or all the things because you're worth so much more. You're here for so much more. And the work is taking the sand and removing it so that you can shine and that you're not controlled by all of this. And you can easily get trapped in like, it's almost like that kind of in-between world. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening today. Hopefully this resonates with all you guys, because we were really doubting ourselves <laughs> earlier. Our ego was Our doubting. Our ego was doubting. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. So let us know, message us. And again, look at the graphs that we post this weekend and let's all get out of the range that is keeping us stuck with just that centimeter of crack of light open. Because honestly, when you open up that door and you really, really move up in the consciousness level, everything, and I mean everything, looks so much better.